is time for Around the 412 with Smitty and Tyler. Welcome back to another episode of Around the 412. I am Tyler. With me, as always, is my co-host, Smitty. Be sure to go follow us on all of our social medias at Around the 412. And go check out the links that we have in the description of our shows on the listening platforms and over on YouTube. We've got Everything Custom Designs, our friend Haley Wagner's business. We have a Facebook link and an Etsy link. She can get you to some customized clothing, whether that is shirts, hoodies, pants. I know she did a lot of stuff over the holidays. Christmas, going to pass, but maybe you can get a head start on Valentine's Day. We don't know, but I know that you can get some customized clothing, whether that is sports apparel, whether that is just some fun designs that you want to make for your kids or whoever. If you want it yourself, go check that out. Facebook, Etsy link in the description of the show. This is the Pirates episode, and he's back. He's back. That's how we. That's how we got to open it up. He is back. We don't need to say We're, anything. We are else. not back, but he's back. <laughs> Listen, there might have been some desire to not record a Pirates episode this week from Tyler and I, if this didn't happen. But Andrew McCutcheon has that type of pull. Back on a one-year, $5 million deal, we got to record an episode. There's actually another move to talk about here as well uh, for the starting rotation. But, like, Andrew McCutcheon is obviously going to dominate the headlines for us, for all of Pittsburgh baseball fans. Kutch, like, 37 years old. Who knows what he's going to be like coming off his injury last year. Doesn't matter, right? I mean, I think that we're in the same boat. He should be a pirate till he wants to be, like, retire as a pirate as many years as he wants sounds like he wants to play at least two more so we will see where things stand after this year but for sure we know he's going to be part of the 2024 team which i think is a good thing i I do think he still has some juice left i think he showed that last year so i think it's a good thing for the clubhouse on the field product for pr every across the board i think this is just a no-brainer move that the pirates are fortunate enough that the other party here andrew mccutcheon had every intention of making never wanted to be anywhere else at this point in his career and uh gives you a little bit of we knew this was going to happen right but makes you a little bit more excited for 2024 now that it's done absolutely i mean this is a move that i had said wholeheartedly that they need to make not just because of the things that he can do on the field but what he means to that clubhouse what kind of leader he is. He's been there, done that with this organization. You need somebody who is still a relatively young team for a relatively young team. You need somebody to be a leader in that clubhouse. Andrew McCutcheon fits that bill perfectly. And <clears throat> let's face it, even though they never actually won anything outside of one wild card game, because of what he did in those postseasons, uh, or in, the, in those like postseason runs and because of what he meant winning away MVP, he's pirate royalty. And I've said it once. I said it again. I'll say it on, I said it on Twitter. I'll keep saying it. You basically just offer McCutcheon one year contracts until he does not want to play baseball anymore. I don't care. Honestly, what he looks like on the field. I think as much, as far as a leader goes, he, he is, you can't, you can't put a price tag on that. And so as long as he wants to still be with this organization, I think that he needs to be. I'm so happy that he's finally back. I mean, we talked about it last week. He, we knew he was going to be back. We were just waiting for the announcement yeah. of, of when it was going to be going to come. It finally happened. I'm so stoked that he's coming back. Um, I'm excited to see what he did because, like you said, before the injury, very solid player, arguably like like basically like a top three performer on the team, especially <laughs> in terms of batters goes and, yeah. and getting on base, still get, leading the team in on-base percentage at his age. Um 
before he was injured last year. So really excited to have Kutch back. It gives us a reason to to watch baseball. It gives people – I mean, he alone – that's how much pull Andrew McCutcheon has. He alone, more than anybody else in that club's house, gives reason, people a reason to go to the ballpark just so they can see him bat three to four times in a game. Yeah, I mean, 100%. I agree. Um, what's interesting about this is like the trickle-down effect. Like, Do you think that he is going to play – pretty much every day is a dh or like is that is he going i, I can't imagine he's gonna play a ton of the field if at all but is he their primary dh or is this really just like a move uh to have andrew mccutcheon in the fold but they still have other plans and he's not going to see as many at bats well until proven otherwise i think he should be their primary dh at the very least yeah. and obviously you don't want him in the field right away but with the the offense uh, or with, with the outfielders looking the way they do right now, I don't know that there's necessarily better options um, that, that can produce with the bat and in the field. Um, but yeah, I would, I would play him in the DH predominantly and I would be, he would be the primary DH because I don't know necessarily what anybody else is going to produce as a DH level. Um, but I know what Andrew McCutcheon has produced. And so until he proves me otherwise that he can't, um, produce at least batting the same way he was at last year because if, he, if pre-injury if he was performing the same way he was I'm perfectly fine with him being the regular DH and so um, if he continues to do so and continues to get on base and, and be offensively productive I'm perfectly fine with that yeah now I want to shift the focus I, I mean we could sit here and talk about Andrew McCutcheon all day but we're not going to do that um because Jason Mackey put in his article about, you know, Kutch coming back. We, we, again, this had been rumored to be happening. He had put out that it was going to happen this week. Uh, and it does. And, but he threw in there too. Like it could soon be, uh, I don't remember exactly overshadowed by a trade that the pirates, uh, are working on that could help the, or that will help the rotation for 2024 and beyond. Kind of an interesting little nugget to just like throw into an article about Andrew McCutcheon. Um, kind of eerie, like kind of like looming, like it's just just yeah. throwing 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 out a, just enough information to make you curious. Yeah, in the in the fact it's a trade because like I, I tweeted this because I saw somebody like I, you know one of those accounts that like you never know if it's actually somebody with any information or what is like MLB scoops or something was the name of it. They tweeted about the Pirates' interest in Sean Maniah. And I actually, I, I, I know somebody that went to college with Sean Manaya, and I reached out to them and I was like, Hey, is like, you know, anything about this? Has Sean said anything about like the pirates interest there? And he, they were like, Oh yeah. Like they've been talking basically since winter meetings about, um, about a deal potentially. And I was like, do you know, to like what level, like have they been talking numbers or what? And they were like, yeah, like, I don't know about that. It just seems like it's like base level interest from the team to see where, you know, he's at and everything, what he's looking for. And I was like, okay, that makes sense. They're probably doing that with pretty much every starting pitcher that's available. Um, so I do know that they've at least like kicked the tires on that idea, but this post said something about them offering him a Liriano type deal. I think that's referring to the first one that he signed, like the two years, 14 million or whatever it was, uh, as opposed to the 339 that he got when they re-signed him. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I'm interested in Shamanaya. I, I for for that price, I think it's okay. You're adding a lot of guys because we're gonna talk about another addition that the Pirates made that I feel good about in terms of being middle to back end of the rotation arms. The problem is like, where's that one or two? with mitch keller like that that's what i'm questioning like i like 
the Martin Perez signing. I would like Sean Manaya. I'm totally cool with Marco Gonzalez, but they're all guys that you figure like are part of rotations for teams that are competing. They're not necessarily like at the front of those rotations like they would be for the Pirates. And that's why I'm just not like overly ecstatic about this. Yeah, I I, I agree with that. Um, I think that they definitely need to improve the rotation. I mean, we, we said on, what was that? The Steelers show at the very end where we were talking about <laughs> yeah. way, ways that we could get to uh, improve the team to make the playoffs mm-hmm. or win a championship or whatever. I said the first and foremost, the, the Pirates main problem that I see is their rotation. I don't think it's consistent enough. I don't think it has as good enough arms, deep enough arms to get you deep into games. And yeah, the, the guys that they're bringing in, like they're fine. But they're not necessarily guys that are going to get you over a hump. There are a lot of guys that you would want in your three to five slot of a rotation and not necessarily in your one to two. I mean, obviously, Mitch Kelly's your one, but we're still looking for a guy to be that two. And that's something that they haven't been able to do, in, in or at least on the surface, in free agency yet. And if something like it was that Mackie tweet or whatever it was, if if that's what they're going to do, if that's how they bring in a number two, I'm really interested to see, especially since he said it's a trade. Yeah, like, like who, who is it? <laughs> are they, who are they trading for and what are they giving up as well? Like the name that everybody's thrown out there, and this would be the number one, like this would move Mitch Teller number two, Dylan Cease of the White Sox. But like my issue with that is like you're, you're talking about assumed costs here of what it would take to acquire Dylan Cease. And then you got one year of control with him before he hits free agency. And he's a Scott Boris agent. He's hitting free agency. Like the chances of the Pirates resigning him before that happens, I would put uh, what's lower than zero um, of that happening. So, yeah, it was rhetorical, but um, I appreciate the answer. Um, Yeah, so that wouldn't happen. So to me, I don't know that that one is is worth it. I think like, okay, if you want to explore it and see what the cost is. But I just think, man, that he seems destined for. Somebody else that isn't the pot. Maybe he gets traded at the deadline as a rental, finishes out the year somewhere on a contender, and then signs somewhere in free agency. I just assume that every Scott Boris guy is hitting free agency. Um, maybe you go poking around the Marlins, who have a ton of pitching, uh, and seeing if you can get one of their starters. Um, I just the one that I'm I'm hopeful that it's not <laughs> is Alec Manoa of the Blue Jays, who is is a buy low candidate so like if you're buying low on him i don't necessarily hate the idea of acquiring him to see if you can fix him but that can't be like what you are assuming is the solution for the rotation like again you're talking about another guy that maybe contributes on the back end of a rotation but he's not the alec manoa you're not acquiring the alec manoa of 2020 21 whichever year it was that he was really good he was really bad he, he didn't even finish in the majors last year he got all, sent down all the way to rookie ball and was still getting lit up there i mean he became like their rowanzi Contreras, except with a little bit more of a track record prior to i just i don't know i'm, I'm curious what what matthew's cooking up here with this for the pirates because uh clearly something is going on i'm glad that they're still addressing the rotation even a- after adding marco gonzalez and martin perez which, but by the way, to quickly touch on Perez, won the World Series with the Rangers last year. He was an all-star the previous year. Again, perfectly fine if he's the number three in this rotation. I think that's a really solid spot for him. But if he, if you're asking him to come in and be more than that, I just don't think that that's a very, like, I don't think he's a number two in a very strong rotation. I'm trying to look for something. No, this is not be a long-term thing. 
unless they gave him a contract. Because now nah, he'd be in arbitration still. Who are you looking at? Shane Bieber. Ah, okay. Yeah. I'm just I'm I'm trying to think of a guy that makes sense. Yeah, I honestly I I I think you should be looking at those Marlins guys. Um I think that they have a lot of starting pitching on their roster that makes sense that are either guys that are just like have just kind of come into the rotation. Like I'm not talking like Sandy Alcantara or whatever, but like I don't think that he's available even though he wasn't even their best pitcher last year in their rotation. Um who on in that rotation would they like Edward Cabrera probably takes too much to get, in my opinion. Um Zeus Lazardo could be interesting. I don't know that they're listening on Max Meyer. I don't know, but that would probably be the team that I'm interested in in seeing them try to make a deal with. I mean, I feel like we're both in agreement then that that's like that's the number one issue the pirates still need to solve. If yeah. they want to improve, in Yuri, Yuri Perez is there too. Trevor Rogers. They have like six or seven guys that they could throw into any rotation. So they make sense as a partner. What does it take to get the, one of those guys, though? I don't know. You're, I mean, the Pirates currently have one of the top uh, farm systems in all of baseball, don't they? They do, but like that's the Marlins are probably looking for MLB ready compensation because they're trying like they're they're, they feel like they're kind of there too so like i don't don't know if they want that (laughs) and like i know the pirates kind of have like an influx within the middle infield right but like are they really intrigued by like a nick gonzalez you know like let me uh let me sell them on a guy who's gonna hit 30 plus home runs but he's gonna strike out 70 percent of the time Yeah, Jackson. Actually, what's funny is I was going to bring up Jackson Winsky, not as part of this, but you know, one of the questions somebody asked us. So I guess we can just kind of go there now. By the way, I appreciate Rudy, uh, Mister. Sorry, Mister Leon is their username here. What needs to break right for the Pirates to be above five hundred next year? I actually think Jackson Winsky is a big part of this because I think that the consistency uh, is is he needs to go to a different level. Like obviously, you appreciate the home run power that he possesses. I thought he was starting to draw a little bit more walks last year too, um, as time went on. But if he's very clearly going to be part of their plans, and I think he became even more important when Andy went down because. Now you're talking about a guy with Henry going behind the plate, having to shoulder a lot in terms of the outfield load, in my opinion, and Jack Sawinski, and also probably still batting in the middle of the order. I think he's a big part of this. Obviously, the return of, like, easy answer, O'Neill Cruz returning to the lineup and being exactly what you thought he was going to be in 2023 and 2024. Um But the pitching, you know, is also a very easy answer. I think you need to get another guy at least somewhat close to that Keller mold, that Keller cloth, the results that you're going to get. I'm not saying that type of pitcher, just the results on the surface, what Keller gave you last year. I think you need somebody else like that at the bare minimum. Um, I think Johan Oviedo is going to be a bigger loss than people realize on the surface. Sure. Yeah. And, and you know, that's, uh, is that a sad statement to make? Like, should he be as big of a loss as what he's going to be? Is my question. It's fifty percent sad. Listen, we went over this. We can go back to that episode <laughs> where half of his starts, he's a he's an all star. Yeah, 
Well, yeah. So I'm not even talking about like him for his results, but is it sad that we don't expect the pirates to even be able to replicate what he was giving you? Oh, that's like, true. That That's what I'm saying. Like going out and getting even what he was giving you. Like, did they get that back with the additions of Martin Perez and Marco Gonzalez? Maybe in Perez, but like certainly not in my opinion in Gonzalez, but I don't, you can't be done yet with the rotation. You still need yeah. at least one more arm, whether that is via trade or if it's if it's Sean Manaya or if it's uh, Michael Lorenzen still out there as well, could make some set really good first half last year and then got traded to Philly. Uh, I'm not saying he was bad, but certainly didn't get the same results. They also weren't utilizing him the same way as Detroit was early in the year. Um, but yeah, yeah, to me, need more from the rotation than what there is on the surface need a full healthy season of O'Neill Cruz and you need more consistency game in and game out from Jackson Wednesday. Those would be my three. Yeah. I mean, mine are pretty similar to yours. I think you need to have um, more consistency with your rotation and in terms of not only finding the guys to put into your rotation, but I think that the, the rotation needs to get more consistently into innings like six and seven instead of uh, five and earlier. I, I think that that'll help out your team, helps out your bullpen because bullpen is something that I have more confidence in going into 2024 than I thought I should have had going into 2023. I was surprised by a lot of guys in the bullpen and impressed. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's something that going into 2024, obviously I, I feel good about a lot of guys there, but I don't want to overuse them. So I think that the starting pitching needs to more consistently get into deeper innings and then Kind of going along with, like you mentioned, like O'Neill Cruz coming back and, and having consistency or getting back to his level and Jack Swinski having consistency. I think that you need your like six through nine spots to just be more consistent in, in, in terms of your, your lineup because that's the thing. If, if only your one through five hitters are, are getting on on base, then that's three of your innings. I mean, you're, you're going through hitters that aren't even going to contribute. Um, that much to it. So that's a third of your game that you're basically forfeiting an inning. Um, can't keep doing yeah. that. You, you, you can't do that and expect to win. So Pirates need to find some consistency, mainly in their, their starting rotation and then it's also in the bottom half of their, their lineup in terms, in terms of their hitters. Um, you know, whether it's pitching or a position player, Ryan Russell asked, what could it realistically take for Bob Nutting to sign a free agent to a multi-year deal for over $10 million a year. Talking a true free agent, not a homegrown star like T. Brian, O'Neal, uh, even Reynolds. I know that he wasn't you know, drafted and brought up necessarily, but still from the double-A level to the majors, and then given an extension, I would throw him into that bucket as well. Um, this is the next step, right? Like showing that you are committed to bringing in outside talent to add to the internal group that you've developed uh, and put on the field. It's a hard, it's a hard answer. You know, I, I think that's, uh, <laughs> yeah, go back to the Steelers episode, new owner. Um, I, I would like to think that they've learned their lesson from their last window in 2013 to 15 and seeing like, okay, we didn't do enough in that window of contention. We need to do more this time. Now, whether they feel like they're there or not, I don't know. Um, but I would say. For sure, at the least, if they realize they're only one piece away, I think that they would be willing to do something like that. I think this is the offseason to do it, though. Like, I think when you look at the young nucleus that they have, and it's very unfortunate that they're not going to have Andy, one of the pieces that I was really looking forward to watching in 2024. Um, But I think when you look at what they have right now, 
the time is now to add somebody like that to this group to show them obviously what they're going to bring on the field, that type of player that we're talking about here, you know, a multi-year deal worth 10 plus million, but also just showing them like, Hey, we believe in you guys. Like we believe that this is Mm -hmm. a group that can win and we're willing to commit this money, this amount of term to a player because we feel that strongly about this group. I just, I think that that a move like that, would go beyond just the baseball field for this team, this organization, this fan base, and just show a level of commitment that, quite frankly, you and I have not seen from this group. Well, that's, as you were talking, I was trying to think, have the, what's the biggest free agent they've ever signed? I have no idea. Uh, yeah, it's got to be Russell Martin or Liriano, right? I mean. Yeah. I mean, it's that's, that's, that's probably the case. And you would think that they would – at least be selling the idea of competing in 2024. I don't think that Andrew McCutcheon has as much intrigue of returning if they don't, because that's kind of what he talked about whenever he decided mm-hmm. to come back to Pittsburgh is that they, he wants to win here and they have the team to do it. And they have the, they have the, um, the, the ability to do it. And so if they're not selling that, then I don't imagine he comes back. So, so sad. These are all, by the way, these are all, by the way, internal ones. Like I'm looking for a a largest outside one because their top 10 and the honorable mention ones listed here are all like re-signing. Obviously, Brian Reynolds broke the $100 million, but Key Brian Hayes, $870. Jason Kendall, $660, which in 2000, man, that was crazy for them. McCutcheon, $651.5. Brian Giles, $645. Liriano, $339. But that was after he was already with us. That was when he re-signed, I believe, um, that we're talking about. Polanco, $535. Cervelli, $331. Marte, $631. Harrison, $427. And then, yeah, Kevin Young. um, I'm going to bring this guy's name up. Redacted, a former closer of the team. Jack Wilson, Jason Bay, Jay Bell. Like, there is not an, an outside. So I'm thinking it's Russell Martin or the first Liriano deal. Can we talk about how crazy it is that in Andrew McCutcheon's prime, he was making like eight and a half million dollars a year? <laughs> yeah, great bargain for them. Must have had a, a word with Sidney Crosby in that note. I mean, that's the thing, man. He He showed them a commitment to to the team that just quite frankly was not repaid. Like when you make a deal like that, I feel like the expectation should be okay. Like where are the pieces around me? Like what, if I'm taking this type of, of discount, spend the money that I should have gotten on my contract to put the pieces around me to be able to win. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he just like literally the, was it the year after he signed the contract? He won MVP. Yeah, that, and, that contract was in 2012. Yeah, so the year after he, gets, he he signs that he wins MVP, he should be making double that contract. And mm-hmm. so to answer this question, like, what would it take? Just a, a desire to do it. <laughs> I mean, wh- whether you want to say from him true. or if he's relying solely on Ben Sherrington's information to be like, hey, I do feel like this is the team that we could do this type of deal or make sense to do this type of deal for uh, all literally all it takes. That's all it is, is a desire from, from the ownership group and the general manager and a willingness to do so. There's no other answer there that I think would apply. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think that was it. So unless you have anything else on the pirates, I don't believe, yep. That's it for questions. So 
Yeah, we're good. December twentieth, two thousand twenty-three. Hopefully, whatever Mackie was talking about with this with this pitching move uh, happens, and we can talk about it post Christmas on a Pirates episode. If not, we will probably operate based off what the team does. So you know, maybe no episode next week. Be in touch. You guys know our social at around the four one two on all the platforms. Uh, of course, Zachary Smith PGH is my handle. Weiler underscore teach thirty three is Tyler's. Um, so follow both of us as well. Uh, and, and stay up to date with the Pittsburgh sports talk. And if we're going to have a Pirates episode on any given week uh, this time of year, you know, again, we're kind of relying on did the team do anything within the last week? This week absolutely made sense to have an episode. And we appreciate the questions as well, not just the Pirates, Penguins, Steelers related, a lot of good stuff this week. So thanks for the questions. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays from the both of us to you and all of your families. Favorite time of year, of course. Rock Around the 412 has just enhanced that, but I've always loved this time of year. Huge Christmas guy. Uh, as Tyler mentioned at the beginning of the show, everything custom designs, Facebook, Etsy, both in the description. Wherever you are watching or listening to this, our friend Haley Wagner's small business. Get yourself some custom clothing. That includes Around the 412, by the way. She's done Around the 412 designs. I know mm-hmm. that she's got that in her bank. So if you want to get an Around the 412 shirt or hoodie or something like that, she can absolutely do it for you. I got them. Um, Tyler's got stuff. His mom's gotten stuff in the past. So check out the links. Go check out Haley's work. Get yourself something from her. Just not a hat. Everything but hats, custom designs is what we like to call her at this point. Uh, but for Tyler, for myself, Thanks for listening to another episode of the Around the Four and Two Pirates Show. Go watch another episode because at this point, the episodes for the week are out. So you can go check out the Steelers or Penguins if you've missed them. So go do that right now. But until next week, we'll talk to you then. Bye bye. <laughs>